Outport Church wants to thank you for subscribing and listening to our podcast. We pray that these teachings bless your life and are helping you become who God has called you to be. Enjoy this podcast and God bless. Amen, amen. You guys good? <clears throat> Man, I got a word for you today. I really do. Um, there was a stirring in my spirit about a week ago and, and God started to speak to me and, and gave me a word. And, uh, and I've been really excited to, to preach it ever since. Um, you know, I woke up and it's, it's a little testimony today. I'm a ser- Can I share a little testimony with you guys before I start speaking? Is that okay? Is that good? All right. So I woke up this morning and uh, my brother and I were out fishing all day yesterday in the water, just treading through the water all day. And, um, and it was sunny. It was really nice. And, and so I didn't wear my big coat. He didn't wear his big jacket. We just went out there and, and we both woke up super sick. <laughs> so, so it's, uh, but um, as, as I woke up and I was sick, it was hard for me to get up. It was hard for me to get here. It was hard for me to do worship. It was hard for me to do everything. Preaching's always easy. I always love preaching. But, but, um, <clears throat> but when I was worshiping, I felt like almost a breaking in my spirit because I was so weak. You know, like I, it was hard for me to get the words out. It was hard, you know, and and it, it takes me back to uh, it, I don't know if you were here a couple weeks ago when I preached on uh, on Paul and Silas being in the the jail and them praising anyway. Since even even though they were in jail, even though they were in shackles, they were praising. And what happened was the jail opened because they were praising. So so there's power in your weakness. I, I don't care if it's just because you've been working too long and you're just hungry. There's power in your weakness. So when you're weak, whenever you feel weak, make sure you take that opportunity to praise. Amen. Just wanted to share that, share that with you guys. It's a little testament. And I feel like my worship today was, was even more powerful unto the Lord because I felt so weak. It's, it's, just, it's just a beautiful thing. So we're going to open up our books to Acts 7.54. And before I read this, I'm going to cover you in prayer. Father God. I thank you for this moment, Jesus. I thank you for everybody who is in this room, Jesus. Everyone who has ears to hear. Everyone who's online, Jesus, hearing this word, Father. I know that you have prepared the ground for this word, Lord. And I pray that it be fertile, Jesus. I pray that this word touches the hearts of people, softens the hearts of people, Lord. And and lets people get what they need from you today, Jesus whether it be today or whether it be in the future, Father God, I hope this word really blesses somebody. And I hope you just fall like never before in someone's life today, Jesus. That you touch someone like never before, Jesus. In Jesus' name, amen. So we're going to open up our books to um, to Acts 7.54. And I'm going to begin to read this. When they heard these things... They were cut to the heart and they gnashed their teeth. But he, being filled with the Holy Spirit, gazed into the heaven and saw the glory of God and Jesus standing at the right hand of God and said, look, I see the heavens open, the son of man standing at the right hand of God. Then he cried out with a loud voice, stop their ears. And ran at him with one accord. And they cast him out of the city and stoned him. 
and the witness laid down their clothes at the feet of a young man named Saul. And the stone Stephen, as he was calling on God and saying, Lord Jesus, receive my spirit. Then he knelt down and cried with a loud voice, Lord, do not charge them with this sin. And when he had said this, he fell asleep. Now I'm going to go a little bit into eight, a couple verses into eight. Now Saul was, con was concerned to his death, consenting to his death, I'm so sorry, consenting to his death. At the time, a great persecution arose against the church, which was at Jerusalem. And they were all scattered throughout the regions of, Jude of, of Judah and Samaria. I'm going to stop there. So I'm going to explain to you a little bit what's going on in these verses, okay? <clears throat> there's a man named Stephen, and there's a man named Saul, and then there's a whole bunch of other people. All right? So I'm going to backtrack a little bit. And before, this, before these verses trans transpire, what's happening is there's... There's a court that's being held. Stephen is being tried for blasphemy because he's going around and preaching the gospel everywhere. The Bible even says that he was doing ministry, taking care of widows, taking care of orphans. Stephen was proclaiming the gospel everywhere he went. Now he's held in this court. And I'm going to tell you what he tells them. I'm going to paraphrase. They say, they say, you're a blasphemer. What do you say to that? You know what Stephen said? You know what Stephen looked at him and said? He said, no, 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 no. I'm not a blasphemer. You're a blasphemer. You've been blaspheming. You're holding the traditions wrong. You're blaspheming the law of Moses. How many of y'all know that made them real mad? <laughs> That's why in the, in the verse it says they're gnashing their teeth and they're cut at heart. You know, sometimes when someone gets so mad at you, <clears throat> they can't do nothing but hurt you. Because they, they can't prove you wrong. They can't, do, they can't say nothing to you. All they can do is hurt you. The Bible says they dragged him out into the city. As they were dragging him out into the city, they were stoning him with stones. And the Bible also says that he had the face of an angel. That his face looked like an angel. Peace was on his face. You know why? Because of something else the Bible says. He was filled with the Holy Spirit. Stephen was the first martyr of the church of Jesus Christ. There was many more to come, and there's still many today. There's people being martyred right now. We're just lucky that we get to sit here. Some of us, some of us even play with the things of God, play with it. We're lucky. We're lucky that we could even do that. So Stephen was a great man of God. But I'm going to talk about the other man that was standing there now. Saul. Saul was standing there. They started to lay their garments at Saul's feet as they stoned Stephen and killed Stephen. And the Bible says that at this point, the persecution of the church of Jesus Christ began. And who led that persecution? None other than Saul. I can't, I can't get into, into too much who Saul actually was, but he was a Pharisee. He was smart. He was cunning. 
He was, he was great. And to tell you the truth, this is a beautiful thing. I hope you guys get this, and I hope you guys can, can take this. The books in the Bible that, that Paul wrote, he was Saul at the time he turned to Paul, are the hardest to understand and the ones that people most twist up. You know why? I'm going to tell you why. Because people don't have the understanding of the New Testament that Paul had. So it's easy to look at all his books and twist them all up because you don't have the understanding that he did. He was a, Phar he was a Pharisee. He could, he could say these books by heart. He could recite them. So that's why people twist, twist his words so much and, and, and get him all wrong. It's because they, really, they can't really understand. Um, but anyway, let me keep going. So I want to I, I talk about the way God was looking at this day. Okay? So here, here's, here's God. Here's this, this horrific thing happening down here, right? And God's looking at this day, and he's seeing a, a great servant of his being stoned to death. Which, I mean, the Bible says he, would put, he was put to sleep, so I personally believe in my heart that he didn't even feel none of that. The Bible said, as soon as he said, don't hold these people for their sins, he fell asleep. So I don't even believe he was killed. I believe he was, he was taken before he was killed, the way, almost the way Enoch was. But uh, so God's looking down at this day, <clears throat> and he's seeing these men. He's seeing Saul, and he's seeing Stephen. Saul, this, this wonderful preacher of the gospel, he's, he's, he's doing ministry, doing everything. And then... There's Saul. So I want you to think about it. How do you think God is looking at these two men? And um, I'm going to tell you something that might sound a little weird, but he was looking at them the same exact way. Uh, he was looking at Saul, the one who is leading the persecution, and Stephen, the first martyr, the one that is being persecuted, the same exact way way. And why is he looking at them the same exact way? This is another thing that is hard for us to understand. God cannot be bound by space. He cannot be bound by this room. God cannot be bound by time. He cannot be bound by today, tomorrow, yesterday. He is not bound. Therefore, you guys got to get this, okay? Therefore, when God was looking at Stephen, and was, when God was looking at Saul, he saw Saul for the future man he was going to be, not the man he was that day, okay? So, so you got to get this, <laughs> and, it's, and I'm going somewhere with it. So God was looking at these men, and they were one in the same, two mighty men of God, two mighty preachers of the gospel of Jesus Christ two faithful servants of the Lord, Saul just hasn't found his way yet. He just hasn't got there yet. So let me tell you a little bit about it. So, so I, I'm sure you guys know the story, but if you guys don't, um, praise God, I'm going to tell it to you. Uh, Saul was on his way to Damascus on a horse, going to persecute more Christians the way Stephen was persecuted. Jesus shows up and says, and says, Saul, why do you persecute me? 
Saul looks at Jesus, is blinded in the eyes. He's blinded. And then Jesus says, you know, why do you persecute me? What are you doing? And Saul saw, Saul, Saul saw Jesus for the, for the magnificent God that he actually was. And then he was on his way. Later on, a servant of God was told, hey, go tell Saul that, he, that he's a great man of God and that he has a lot of things to do. I'm paraphrasing. And the servant looks at God and he's like, what, Saul? You mean the person who's persecuting us? That's the one you want me to go tell that he's a great man of God? And God says, yes, this servant being a good servant, goes to Saul and says, says you are going to do great things. His, he touches his face. His eyes are restored. And now he goes about his wonderful ministry in writing a quarter of this book. This much of this book Paul wrote. The same man who was standing while Stephen was being persecuted. Now I'm going to make it a little personal, okay? I want to make it a little personal for you. Some of you guys might need this word today. Some of you guys might need it later. But like I said, God is already in your future waiting for you there. He already knows what's going to happen. So he told me to say this, preach this word, so that was just the foundation of it, and now I'm going to preach it. David, I want you to put that picture up. I want you to put that picture up, please. <clears throat> Here's a picture of me, uh, I don't know, three years ago, three, three and a half years. And as you can see in the photo, I'm holding a Glock 27, smoking the fattest blunt imaginable, and riding around downtown, okay? So, as this was happening, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to explain something to you, okay? As this was happening, as all of this was transpiring, God saw this. Right now, this day, me preaching this, I didn't see this, I don't know, I, didn't, I was just an idiot. But I didn't see this, but God saw this as I was there. So if you're not where you are yet, God sees where you're going, not where you are. <laughs> now I'm going to speak to some parents in the room. Maybe your children are young and you don't need this word yet, but I tell you, the Lord will quicken your spirit when you need this word. And you will remember this day, you will remember this word, you will remember me saying this, and you will call upon it and you will call upon the promises of Jesus. I would walk into my mother's house, smelling of alcohol, reeking of alcohol, high out of my mind. And you know what she would say to me? She would say, you're a mighty man of God. And at the time, I didn't get it. I was like, I was like what, are you, what are you talking about? <laughs> I'm a mighty man of God. I, I, um, I, I, I owned a business that, that polluted the community with drugs, okay? I gave, to, I gave drugs. I did exactly the opposite of what I'm doing now. I, I, I just ruined things. I ruined families, hurt people, and I knew it, and I was guilty. I couldn't even sleep. <laughs> uh, 
And in all that, I would walk into my mom's house and she would tell me, you're a mighty man of God. I recall another time that I walked into my mother's house and um, she, my mother was, she's, she's a very smart woman. She knew what was going on. So she didn't want me to pollute the kids that were there already, you know, but <clears throat> so there was one, one day I walked into my mother's house and, and I'll never forget it. It was, it was, it was Thanksgiving. <clears throat> and uh, everywhere I went, I was, I was deathly afraid. I was not free. I, I was so scared. Uh, there was literally, num there was people who wanted to kill me. There was numbers on my head. And I, I, I walked into my mother's house and as soon as I walked into my mother's house, the first thing she did was touch my, my waist. And she said, get out of my house. And I said, what are you talking about? And she said, I don't want those guns in my house. I said, mom, just don't worry. Like it's, she said, no. She started crying and she said, get out of my house. Thanksgiving Day. I can't even imagine how much it broke her heart. But before I left, you know what she told me? You're a mighty man of God. I left there feeling like she was a hypocrite because I saw all the things she did. I saw all the things Menno did. Uh, they taught me how to be who I was. Um, and I was like, you know what? She's such a hypocrite. And I was hurt. Obviously, couldn't spend Thanksgiving with my family. And so I say all that to say this. You might not need it today. And people are going to think you crazy when you're praying for your little bad old kid. People are going to think you are insane when you're bailing your kid out. People are going to think you crazy. <laughs> I'm telling you, they're going to think you crazy. When you see your child as something that he is not, but you have the mind of Christ. The Bible says we will have the mind of Christ. So what, are you, what you are, are being an example of and exhibiting is you have the mind of Christ. Because just the way Christ saw Saul that day when he was persecuting Christians and doing all these terrible things, you see your child or whoever you're ministering to, it might not even be your child, you, you see that person that way. And while people might think you're crazy, you just have the mind of Christ. You guys still with me? So now I want to talk a little bit more about, about Paul, and then I'm going to close. Paul went on to being one of the most wonderful Christian leaders of all time, if not the most wonderful Christian leader of all time. I mean, we study, we study the things he's done till this day. People who are worldly post quotes of that he said and, and all stuff, not even knowing because the man was so incredibly wise. It was insane. But I wanted to highlight this, not because I want to highlight my past. I never want to do that. I never want to, most of the time I don't even want to talk about it. 
because I mean, I look at these things and I'm like, I don't even know who that was, you know, <laughs> like, like I, I mean, I, I see myself now and I, and I look at my past and I'm like, I don't even know, like, that was me, that's weird. You know, like that guy was a, that was a funny dude, you know. It's almost like, it's almost like he had a different name. <laughs> you guys gotta get that. It's almost like he was a different person. Who, who, the, the person who popped up on that screen uh, a, a little bit ago was, uh, was Saul. You're looking at Paul. Stand to your feet. I'm gonna cover. Um, I'm gonna cover the. Uh, I want any any parent in the room to come to the front, please. Any parent doesn't matter if your kids are, are young, old, doesn't matter. Um, come to the front, please. And I'm just gonna cover you guys in prayer. I just want to cover you guys in prayer. <clears throat> because, like I said, I'm sure there's parents. There's both. I'm sure there's parents in the room who need this word today, and I'm sure there's parents in the room who are gonna need this word later. So I just want to cover you in prayer right now and just, and just pray that you have the tools to deal with these things. My, my, uh, my child is six, month old, six months old, and every parent thinks they got it together until something happens that's bad, right? I'm not going to sit here and be arrogant enough to think that if I do everything right, right now, things are going to be okay. My, my kid is getting raised in the church right now. But there's advantages and disadvantages to getting raised in the church. You know, my advantage, I didn't come, to, I didn't even step foot in churches till like I was 21 or 22, 23. So the advantage that gave me is that I didn't get any tradition, no tradition, nothing. I have no, I have not one church tradition bone in my body. Not even one. I go to churches and I, I look at them I'm like, that ain't even in the Bible. Because I just do what the Bible says. <laughs> so that's the advantage. But the, the disadvantage is you don't get the, the community, the family. Kids that are, kids that are grow, grow up here, they get a community. They get a family. It's, it's, it's just completely gorgeous. So, um, so make sure you bring your kids to church. Amen. Amen. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to cover you guys in prayer. Father God, I just thank you so much for this time, Jesus. For every person in this room right now, Jesus, that you be with them, Father. That as, as, as they take on the the intense job of parenting, Lord, that you be with them, Lord. And that if ever they have to call upon this word and remember to have the mind of Christ and see things the way my mother saw them as they are not, but as they will be, I pray that you give them the mind to do that, Lord. I pray for any stresses they might be dealing with right now, Jesus, that you be with them through their stresses, Jesus. That we are, we, we are in a world of, of, of real pains, real hurts, real relationship, real relationship problems, Jesus. I pray that you mend relationships right now in Jesus' name. I pray that you, re, you mend relationships right now in Jesus' name. That you mend relationships, Lord. I pray truth over their children right now in Jesus' name. I pray that they know their identities, their true identities in Jesus Christ in Jesus' name. And I pray that the mistakes that we have made as parents do not affect our children in Jesus' name. I pray that any mistake that I've ever made in my life, Jesus, does not affect my kids in Jesus' name. And I pray the same for my family here today, Father, Lord. 
So as we go today, I break every generational curse in Jesus' name. Generational curses of drug dealing, I break it in Jesus' name right now. General curses of, of cancer, I break that in Jesus' name. Of, of molestation, I break it right now in Jesus' name. Of adultery, I break it right now in Jesus' name. I'm telling you, I, when I open my eyes, I'm going to see chains on the floor in the spirit. I break it all off of you guys right now in Jesus' name. So your children never even live the Saul part of their life. They go straight into the Paul. Father God, we love you and we, we receive your spirit in Jesus' name. Be with us as we leave this place in Jesus' name. You guys are welcome to stay at the altar for as long as you would like and pray.